ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And before we get into this week's topic, again, just a reminder, as always, that we we love listener feedback, even the critical kind, as long as it's constructive. Right, Father? I, well, Father, maybe you're more thick-skinned than I, but I, I have a soft heart and a gentle heart. I'm pretty fragile. Okay. All right. So please be, be gentle, but we'll even take constructive criticism, uh, I, as well as ideas for future topics and so on. So if you've got anything like that, please feel free to send me an email, cbergwald at sfcatholic.org, c-b-u-r-g-w-a-l-d at sfcatholic.org. So Father, it's been, uh, it's been a while. It's been a long time. I think that's Boston. Sorry, it's before my time. Well, I don't know. Anyway, well, I, I'm sure older than me. Yeah, that's right. I am. Uh, um, <laughs> um, not as worldly in my youth as you were, apparently. Though uh, it was early July, I think, the last time that we recorded a podcast for admission. You are correct, sir. So it's good to see you, even if it is a, a, a virtual visage. How was that for on the spot alliteration? Uh, I don't know. I was just more thinking about uh, all the poor listeners, or all the blessed listeners who never have to see me, actually. <laughs> someday, Father, someday, you know, with Google Hangouts, as w- 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 which we used to record this, you can do the show live. So, uh, I don't know. I think that's something to think about. Then I'd have to shave. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I think you have people called parishioners who see you as you are all the time, so... I don't know why you'd have to shave for the internet audience. But anyway... Just in case um, the Beard Inquisition is out there. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking of Inquisitions... Nice, nice. Let's talk, Father, about one of the lesser-known but more recent Inquisitions, and that is the Chicken Inquisition. The Chicken Inquisition? No the one ever chicken. suspects the Chicken Inquisition. <laughs> Uh, the Chicken Inquisition is the title which uh, uh, some people have given to the recent controversy um, around comments made by the CEO. Can we, can we put air, cro- air quotes around controversy? Sure. I um, I Actually, I resend all air quotes because it is a real controversy. It is a real. All right. Very, so, so it the actually con- truly controversial. <laughs> well. Now that we've completely derailed this, what does it mean to say something's controversial? I guess there's some people are talking about it, huh? And they are, so I I think it's if even controversial controversial should lack air quotes. Okay, rescinding, rescinding, rescinding air quotes completely. So. The controversy over comments made by the CEO and son of the founder of Chick-fil-A, uh, um, the, uh, the fast food restaurant that serves chicken. They didn't um, invent chicken. They, they just didn't invent it. They did. Uh, the first ones in history to make chicken sandwiches. Um, so Chick-fil-A, Dan, Kathy, I think Dan, right, is the CEO. His dad uh, founded the company. 
and Dan made some comments to 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 the, I think the Baptist Press, so uh, a, a religious news organization, and just talking about how um, he supports uh, traditional marriage and man and woman, and that's pretty much um, the the what, what he said, and it created a huge controversy. Uh, of course, the context being gay marriage. We'll put air quotes around that. Um, and and, and uh, cries of homophobia and so on. And it even got to the point where some of the, the mayors of some of the larger cities in our country, Chicago, Boston, said that uh, Chick-fil-A w- would not be welcome in, in their cities. And so they, they were considering taking some steps to um, prevent Chick-fil-A from opening franchises in their cities. Now, listen, fast food, um, you know, it's not the healthiest. Uh, and I've never had Chick-fil-A. I hear it's pretty good. But I don't think you can do that, Father. I, I, I don't know how you could either. <laughs> I, so, so... Oh, well, I mean... Uh, go ahead. You know, it's interesting because uh, was it was uh, just recently Mayor, Mayor Bloomberg... In uh, New York, he uh, banned uh, soda pops over a certain size. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but that's not because he has an objection to the moral views of the soda pop makers. Uh, no. No. So the what these mayors are basically... Yes. So, so what, what, what these mayors are basically saying is that if you hold views which we see to be beyond the pale, then we will legally prevent you from doing business in our city. So, as I mentioned to you, Father, when we were talking about this as a possible topic, the irony to me of what began as a movement for tolerance is showing itself, of course, to be anything but... And yeah, that's the, 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 their quest for tolerance seems like it's moving towards now a quest for uh, mandated acceptance and even approval. Right. And, and if you don't accept and approve, there will be consequences. Right. Such as banning of your, and for even saying things. And let's look at, I mean, consider what he actually said. He didn't actually say... Anything about same-sex marriage uh, in, his, in his quote, you know, and how uh, it just kind of went off like a, a bombshell and really kind of gained legs of its own uh, in that sense. Um, you know, he uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't actually a quote about say it was just a quote in promote of um, uh, quote promoting uh, natural marriage, which. Uh, the Cathy's have long been uh, proponents and supporters of. Right. Yeah, there's, 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 there's no reference to gay, gays or lesbians. There's, as you said, nothing, no reference to, to same-sex marriage, gay marriage, anything like that. Um, I'm going to pull up the quote here, uh, if you can find it, but it's just, it's striking to me, as I sort of indicated earlier, I think, when I first heard about this controversy, um, 
you know, I was wow. It was sort of, I mean, it was, it was, it, it, it was, it raised, it raised a good bit of fuss on the part of some people. And so then I went back and looked at what he actually said, and this, this is the cause for all this outrage and and all this hysteria and these, this basically intolerance on the part of these people. He, he, all he said was supporting traditional marriage, and apparently that's in the minds of some at least, uh, no longer allowed. Verboten, as they say. Which seems to be a very interesting uh, statement or allowance, or at least an interesting practice by those mayors in an American civil society. Right, absolutely. Here's, here's what he said. We are very supportive of the family, very much supportive of the family, the biblical definition of the family unit. We are a family-owned business, a family-led business, and we are married to our first wives. We give God thanks for that. Well, my goodness, that's, he's, he's attacking those who are divorced and remarried. Can you believe that? The gall. Uh, no, that's actually apparently not the attack that people took in their oh. um, mild disagreement with his uh, uh, vehement attacks on gays and lesbians. I, you, I, Father, what do we do about that? What do we? What can we do about this? Do you think? Well, uh, for one thing, we more and more just another sign that we need to be careful of where we're getting our news sources from. You know, and just because someone editorial, actually, it's, it's 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 a very clear example actually of how instead of news reporting, we have most often editorializing or opinion giving. Um, so they did not factually, you know, give the quote of, uh, of Mr. Kathy, and, and no one ever apologized or retract. I mean, I don't think there was any apologies or retractions or corrections on the misquote. You know, they uh, earlier on in the actual quote, you know, uh, they asked him if you know there's if the company supports traditional marriage, and he says, "Well, guilty as charged." Um, right. About their sport, and, and they said, you know, and they said, you know, are, are you against same-sex marriage? Guilty as charged. Well, that isn't what they said. No. Because, I mean, the, the, what, what he's espousing in that quote is uh, traditional marriage, natural marriage, which you know, in nature, in human hearts, there is a natural longing for fidelity uh, as well. You know, you brought up uh, why weren't the uh, why aren't divorced and remarried people uh, frothing at the mouth against uh, Dan Gath? So, right. so always just to be, start to be more and more wary about uh, if there is a true and actual and real media bias. And and then okay, so that's I think that's one thing. And and then what do we do about the fact that I mean, even honestly, I think if if this story had been completely accurately um, covered by by the mainstream media, and if it hadn't made you know. Even just what he said, I think, unfortunately, would outrage some of those same people. Um, what do we do about that, do you think? What can, can we do anything about that? Obviously, we can't control how people respond, but, but, but the, the trend in discussion on this issue of marriage and who can marry and who can't marry and so on, to me, is, is worrisome and troubling. I, I'm not one who's, you know, well, it, we've, we've lost... Um, I'm, I'm not that pessimistic, but at the same time, when it's going in the direction where 
now even affirming traditional marriage is forbidden and cause for mayors to, to threaten to ban your, your business in their cities um, is a bad sign. Yeah, you know, I, uh, what is to be done in that way, I, I don't know. You know, I, uh, but, but I think well, we do have certain tools available to us, you know, new medias, uh, podcasts, blogs, uh, right. uh, streams of information that weren't available to us before. And so it's good for us to have that diverse access in that way. I'm not saying necessarily to you know, pull the plug on uh, the quote-unquote big three, uh, CBS, NBC, ABC, or, you know, uh, other things, but just to be wary about that. You know, if, if you're someone who runs a small-town newspaper, be wary about that. You know about the things you get from the Associated Press. Just kind of look, look for those sort of things because that fact checking or that clarity isn't going. Right. The other thing I think that uh, we need to be mindful of, or, or another, another mindful of, another step that we can take is to educate. Obviously, educate ourselves, but then be educate ourselves in such a way that we're ready to. You know, when, when conversation comes up about marriage and, and traditional marriage and so-called gay marriage, um, to be able to speak uh, just simply but clearly about uh, the church's teaching, about the truth of what marriage is. You know, the bishops, Father, I don't know if you've looked at the, the bishops' websites for marriage, but there are some great resources that the U.S. Bishops' Conference um, ha, have put together in terms of web resources that people can look at. There's one, um, marriageuniqueforareason.org, uh, another, foryourmarriage.org. Mm-hmm. So these websites um, that people can go to um, and and watch videos, pretty well done videos, to be honest. Um, Which is rare. Which is <laughs> Fortunately, uh, but you can get 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 be be inform yourself about the church's teaching, and then the key here, um, it, inform yourself in such a way where you can explain that to others. Because the fact of the matter is that the the I hate to use this term, but the cultural elites um, have an opinion on this, an agenda, and they're driving it, and we have to push back. Um, we, we're, this is things are not going to turn around by osmosis because the uh, the inertia, I think, is a. This can't, it's not just going to change if we sit back and don't say anything. It will only no. change if we make a concerted effort to speak the truth in love. And then that needs to be done by. Every Christian everywhere. And this is part of that uh, 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 new uh, evangelization, which is rooted in our baptismal graces. I guess just got to baptize uh, a little child on this past Sunday, uh, a little baby girl. You know, and there's uh, in the post baptismal rites, there's a, a time where Father the Deacon uh, will, un- will sign, make the sign of the cross over the mouth and the ears of the child, saying, The Lord Jesus Christ. May the deaf hear and the mute speak. May he soon touch your ears to receive his word and open your mouth to proclaim his praise. Um, and so there's a need for every Christian mouth in whatever, in whatever way it can to proclaim those good and right things of God. Right. I mean, we're, we are, um, by our baptism, we're baptized into Christ um, in his priesthood, in his kingly status, but also as prophet 
And a prophet is, among other things, someone who speaks the truth, um, even it's when it's unpopular. And so all of us who are baptized are called to speak the truth boldly, with charity, with prudence, um, but nonetheless to speak the truth boldly. And be, precisely because of our baptism, God gives us the grace to do that, is that we're not on our own. He's there supporting us, giving the strength uh, for us to do it. Even It may be difficult at times, but, but we can trust and rely and know that in his loving providence, in his loving care, he is present to us, empowering us and equipping us to do just that, to carry out, as you said, our baptismal responsibility. You know, and um, furthermore, it's a call for us to refresh and renew our understanding of marriage, all of this, uh, both, uh, you know, we could think of this in terms of the HHS mandate regarding contraceptive coverage, but any and all these things are called for us to renew and refresh ourselves, that true understanding of refreshment, uh, in uh, the natural understanding in the church's teaching of marriage and what it has to give and give to us. Right. But yeah, so, so deepening understanding or, or be looking for the first time. Um, maybe this is an issue that we, you know, and I think, in some ways, this is a slight uh, hyperbole here, but but this is another case where, as in early in the early church with the Christological and Trinitarian controversies, Father, um, it's only when something really gets challenged that the church begins to look deeply and give a, a full explanation. I don't know if that's complete. That's not necessarily the case. Um, with regard to marriage, uh, John Paul II in his theology of the body certainly laid the, uh, the foundation before the drive for same-sex marriage um, became widespread in the last decade or so. Uh, but it does seem to me that at least maybe at the level of uh, of average Catholics, we can't necessarily always articulate at least um, articulate why the Church teaches what she teaches about marriage, and so. This is an opportunity for us because because this teaching is being challenged uh, by elements of the society in which we live. Uh, an opportunity for us to to learn, maybe for the first time, why is marriage only between a man and a woman? And it sort of makes it well, obviously for children and so on. But why is marriage about children? I mean, if you sort of you know, again, my favorite question: Why? This pushes us, I think, to answer and to continue to ask why and look for the answer to that question. And uh, and our clarity and our knowledge of the faith is going to be very important, crucial to that to success in that way. Can you elaborate on that? Meaning, well, just uh, as we're called to engage more and more, and as the confusion comes up, I think because one of the big things we find is that um, disagreement is uh, gets labeled as bigotry. Right. You know, we're disagreement. Uh, I disagree that uh, uh, people in a same-sex relationship should be allowed to marry uh, is then now constrained and equated with sheer bigotry, that I hate them in some way. Right. And and bigotry is is an irrational prejudice. Prejudice, technically speaking, we... we, um, we're prejudicial all the time. It's, it's prejudice is simply making a judgment. The pr- problem becomes comes in when it's an irrational judgment that we make, uh, that we differentiate for for false reasons. Um, bigotry is, it, frankly, I think that 
the bigots in this side are just as much on both uh, on, on the other side as much as they are on this side. Yeah, and then and so that that becomes then just an awareness of kind of what ground we're in, and and calm confidence in the truth is our reassurance in the midst of a fight like that. To have a calm confidence in the truth, um, that's true. You know, in any uh, analogous sort of struggle, in a sense, or a conflict, is that if if you are know you stand in the truth and you know you stand confidently in the position that you're in, you're calm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. That more effective and, and, and more, more fruitful. Yep. Another thing, too, I think in our day and age, what we have to do is develop um, the ability. Uh, and then I think this is where, Father, people like you and I, those of us involved um, in ministry, whether priestly or, or lay ecclesial ministry, can offer resources to, to our fellow Catholics on how to do this in a concise manner. You know, in our day, we don't have attention spans worth anything anymore. Um, and so really developing the ability to explain the church's position uh, in, 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 you know, just a couple of minutes, because frankly, that's all the time we have. I mean, you, I think, as, as, as a homilist would know this better than I, uh, we don't have very long before we lose their people's attention so if, if we have to i think hone our ability to make our point clearly and concisely and also to have something real and valid to offer in response uh that so as a part of that clear uh conciseness not just okay this is uh structure of marriage and and that we believe marriage is something like uh on Facebook the other day, a, a student who I used to know, who no longer, we're no longer at the same school, but a college student who I used to know, you know, had this kind of uh, actually some bigoted view of the of religious opposition against uh, same-sex marriage. Uh, they were a proponent of same-sex marriage in the place, but you know, if you're opposed to it on the Old Testament, you're a bigot. If you're opposed to it in the New Testament, you're a bigot and you're wrong. Actually, and blah blah blah. And I just said. I said, well, what if I oppose to it, not on religious grounds, but on rational grounds, and on the ground that marriage is something that precedes both uh, society and religion? I got no response on that, Mm. which is interesting. But so it's interesting when you you try to use that, uh, and and they already had like five or six likes on the post as well, so five or six other people would have gotten follow-ups that uh, someone else put a comment on. Right. But... um, so anyways, um, although I'm grateful I didn't have to waste time in a comment more. Um, <laughs> but, so, so, you know, concise little things like that. Uh, but then also to offer something positive uh, in response to it or fulfilling and constructive. I was talking yesterday to a young woman who's a missionary uh, in a uh, Christian Catholic chastity group uh, called, the, called Generation Life. They're out on the East Coast uh, based out of Philadelphia. And this year, she's supposed to, she's scheduled to go up to Toronto, I think it is, to give a talk or a presentation. I said, oh, you might get, you, you, you might get in trouble for a hate crime. Mm. You know, and she's like, she, she, she wasn't aware of this. So I said, well, you know, I mean, if you talk about the true meaning of sexuality and marriage, and you speak against, if you do, should happen to you, not that this is necessarily what you're going to be talking about, so I don't know. But if you were to speak out against marriage, you might just get, Try for a hate crime. We can uh, charge with a hate crime out there. Uh, by saying you know, one of the things we need to do when we're presenting, so we start talking about same-sex attraction. 
And uh, one of the things we talked about then is the uh, notion of, of offering something. Uh, mm -hmm. And the importance of the cross. Mm -hmm. uh, and that for us as Christians maybe who, uh, who have same-sex attraction and are faithful to the church, uh, or those of us who don't have same-sex attraction but desire to be faithful to the church, is our, our need and our encouragement, and I've ended uh, the homilies I've made on this with this truth that we need to then learn at the story of the cross, uh, not only the sufferings of Christ, the suffering of saying no to our own desires in various ways, but also the consolation that comes from Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think and along those lines, for me as well, um, Pope Benedict is talking, talking about how Christianity is not a bunch of no's, but it's a, a yes. And so as you were saying, you know, offering something positive, um, I think that's part of it too. Is this, what we have to do is not just refute the errors, uh, um, uh, the, the erroneous position, but show how our position is life-giving um, and fulfilling for everyone. Right, and, and at first it needs to be lived out in our own life, Yep. Um, and then so we can be able to teach and offer that to others. Yep, absolutely. So maybe there's nothing that we can do about, you know, mayors threatening illegal actions, but what we can do is grow in our knowledge and understanding of our faith. We can live it out, and we can uh, be unafraid to talk about that with others when these and other controversial topics come up. Very much so, and, uh, uh, and just be, I just have that confidence not to be anxious, you know. Even though it might seem that, um, and another th little encouragement is that one uh, study out there says that, um, you know, young people may not be as supportive of same-sex marriage as it uh, appears in certain polls, because the one thing that young people fear very much, just the way that we've been trained and built up over the past uh, 20, especially this millennial generation, is you never want to be a bigot. That's the one thing you don't want yep. to be. So even though you might have a conviction that it's wrong, you know, they do a poll or they do something like that, and you're going to say, no. You know, uh, no, I'm not opposed. Yes, I support them. We do a poll, a poll like that. But when you get in the privacy of the voting booth, usually you act differently in according to those convictions. Absolutely. Yeah, which is, as you said, that's encouraging because it, yeah. It's easily, I think, easy, I think, for, for some people um, on the side of traditional marriage to get discouraged by what they see as the trends. But as you said, that they may not be the case. So. Yeah. Anything else, Father, on this topic that you want to uh, mention? No, I don't think so. All right, well, we'll leave it at that, and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Ignition. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignition. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future topics, you can email me at cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. That's C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. Again, thanks for listening.